Welcome to the 43rd episode of the Turf Talk Young Turfs podcast, powered by Viner Fourgates. This is your host, Basin the Intern Viner. And your co-host, Jordan Viner. And this week's episode is sponsored by Watercrafters. In Gaithersburg, Maryland, they have been providing swimming pool services and supplies to the Montgomery County area for the past 35 years. Watercrafters highly skilled service staff can open and close your pool as well as provide you with new installations, repairs, and weekly service. The Gaithersburg Retail Showroom has everything for your swimming pool, including chemicals, parts, and fun accessories. Visit Watercrafters Retail Showroom in the Gaithersburg Air Park or online at www.watercrafters.com. Well, Mason, it's been a pretty slow week in the Terp newsphere, which is good news for us because we're out of town right now. Yes, we are. We're in the Seattle area currently recording this podcast. And later in this episode, the topic will be whether the Terps pro basketball success really matters. But now, it's the Terrapin News Rundown. Terp alum Adam Kalorak was recently called up to the majors with the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, that's good. I mean, there's not. I don't think... I believe he's the only Terp in the majors. I'm not sure about that, but if it's not, he's not the only one. There was that, that player that played for the Blue Jays that was actually an all-star. I'm pretty sure he's still there. Maryland football players, again, changing the numbers, including star running back Ty Johnson. He'll move from 6 to 24. Tino Ellis from 17 to 7. Rayvon Davis from 21 to 2. Marcus Lewis, who I believe never got on the field, from 19 to 8. Quantrez Knight, the safety, from 24 to 3. And Cam Spence from the biggest change on here, 56 to 55. The only one of any real significance to me is, well, there's two, actually. Ty Johnson from 6 to 24. He was 24 his entire career at Fort Hill High School. But when he got to Maryland, the number wasn't there. So he's changing back to his old number. And Ravon Davis is now the lowest number on the Maryland roster. Well, he's also with um, Lorenzo Harrison, who's also number two. But you're talking about guys who play. Ty Johnson plays, Tino Ellis, Rayvon Davis, Marcus Lewis, Quantrez Knight, and Cam Spence. They're all going to be out on the field this year. Yeah, and that's why this is important, especially Ty Johnson, who's kind of the face of the franchise at the moment. There's a lot of defensive back changes, so that might be confusing for us. Yeah, moving on. Maryland, Buck linebacker, and really one of the great stories on the football team, Melvin Kane is leaving the Terps for Richmond for his grad transfer year. Oh, uh, this means, as you wrote, Mason, there's going to be some big step-ups needed now on the buck end of the field. Well, not really. Bryce Brand had skipped over Kane last year. Jesse Annie Bodum returning off an injury will have to fill in the star spot on the defensive line anyway. And really, Melvin Kane, he's kind of a bust. Considered a four-star by some sites. Ended up in the composite three going into Virginia Tech. Had to leave there to come to Maryland. Plays Big Ten football for a little bit. Had some flashes, but really was never that good. Now going down to the FCS level where he's, in my opinion, guaranteed playing time by one of the more successful FCS programs recently. Well, not recently, but successful overall. Well, okay, successful when Mike London was there, but not since. They've been okay. They've had Kyle Loletta, of course, who was a big draft story, but other than that, not much going on. Um, In recruiting news, sort of, Keith Gatlin, former Maryland point guard, has been named the High Point men's basketball assistant after several years coaching AAU in North Carolina. Yeah, High Point, kind of mid-sized school down in North Carolina. I personally think this is a big effect for the Terps recruiting. Well, he brought them Aaron Wiggins, but you also had 
a team, an AAU team, down in North Carolina that seemed like it was on the rise. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah, Mer- Keith Gatlin would certainly push more guys towards Maryland as he did with Aaron Wiggins. So we don't know the effects of this long term yet. But they could be great. But it's great for Keith Gatlin. Yeah, it is. It's really good for him moving up to the college level. He's still coaching an Under Armour, or that AAU thing is still an Under Armour program. So Maryland is down the line for a lot of those guys. Don't bring in the shoe deals in AAU, Mason. We're in a lot of trouble with that stuff right now. Maryland released some findings of the investigation on the death of Jordan McNair this week. DJ Durkin was present at the workout that this event occurred at. Also was the strength and conditioning coach, Rick Court. And that's that's really what's come out. Yeah, there's nothing else really big in this report. I'm sure more details will come. The investigation is not closed yet. But this is the first of, I'm sure, will be many things to come out here. Yeah, now on to the Summer League rundown. Jake Lehman again making headlines in the Summer League. He leads the Trailblazers right now, averaging 18 a game, leading by the margin of 3.5 points per game. Well, he also is second in the categories of blocks, steals, and field goal percentage, with one block per game, one and a half steals per game, 57% from the field, and third rebounds with 5.8 per game. And we have a very good source that he will play next year. Who is that, Mason? The guy at the Portland Trailblazers team store <laughs> has informed us here at Turf Talk that Jake Lehman definitely has a chance of flight next year. That is our great source. Nice guy. Nice guy, but he's there a lot. He seems yeah. to be there. He's the manager of the store there. And he was definitely talking to more than just, you know, team store people. Yeah. Well, um, Jake's been playing really well. Hopefully, with the Trailblazers losing some depth in the wing position, he'll get to play next year. Mello Trimble playing off the bench for the Bulls behind Ryan Archie Diagono, averaging 13 minutes per game. He's got five and almost six points per game. 39% from the field and one assist per game. He's not having a great summer league, honestly, which is kind of disappointing after such a great G League season. Well, the G League, you know, he'll keep, he'll get a G League contract. Uh-huh. He's an all-star. I mean, he's going to be there, and one day he's going to get a chance at the NBA. I hope so. Um, the last Terp this summer league would be Mr. Diamond Stone, who's playing surprisingly well in the summer league. Yeah, 15 points per game right now for Diamond, along with 6.7 rebounds, which leads the team. Two, second in blocks... With one. Maybe a block per game then. Um, he is playing surprisingly well. He might get a shot on a two-way contract next year. You never know. I'd be surprised if they just sign him onto the end of the bench. I don't know. The... Kind of like a Daniel Achefu. Yeah, it's possible that he'll get... That's what I'm saying. He could get a two-year, two-way contract and get some experience in the NBA. He's still really young. And I hope he'll get a chance somewhere. Yeah, and that will lead us to... That's really going to end the rundown for us as we move into the bigger topics of the week. Mr. Damon Evans signs a six-year, $4.8 million contract with the University of Maryland that involves a $600,000 base salary, $120,000 in supplemental income, and other incentives. For reference, Kevin Anderson, $495,000 in the final year. Yeah, that's a big uh, bump up and one we were not expecting. A lot of people were saying they could get Damon Evans in the cheap. Certainly not the case, apparently. Well, Mr. Damon Evans was a very accomplished athletic director. Yes, but he also had a lot of trouble in the past, which a lot of people think he could get him. They could probably lowball him here. But you don't know what what offers he was handed. No, you don't. Because in this speech, he said that he liked Maryland mainly because it became a home for him because they gave him a second chance. Now, he was running this program for some time. 
And while it really wasn't a time for change, you know, you really got to think about it from his perspective. I'm not going to be here that long. What am I going to do? I just got to keep things going. I'm the interim guy. I'm the the executive athletic director eventually. But he could have been waiting on being offered this job. There was a future for him somewhere. Everyone knew it. They saw the way that he picked himself back up after the trouble that he had. So maybe this is a fair salary for him. Well, I guess we're going to find out. Um, for reference, some other weird details. Um, he got 30 k bonus for moving his family. Um, he gets $1,000 a month for car payments and one twenty a month for cell phone plans. Um, I guess my reaction to that is, what? So this is what you're looking at because I'm a big car guy. If you get $1,000 a month and you just want to throw in, let's say, like 500 of your own, you can be driving a $100,000 car. So Mr. Evans with the car payment category was not shorted by any amount. I'm glad we had that very important detail, but actually onto some important details. So if Evans gets another job somewhere else, he will owe Maryland $500,000 if he leaves before July, July sorry, June 1st, 2021, or 250000 if he leaves between June 1st, 2021, or June 30th, 2023. Man, putting a real buyout in here... Well, it's not a buyout for us. It's a buyout for him if he leaves somewhere else. But what's the plan for us? Because we've been obviously seemingly being screwed by the buyout with Turgeon, with Kevin Anderson, and I don't want to put ourselves in that position again. Well, I didn't see anything regarding a buyout for us in any any of the things I read. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It might just mean we haven't seen it yet. But this does protect us fairly well if he does do a good job and someone else wants to poach him. I think Maryland's willing to pay. I think that's what this contract says. Well, they are definitely are paying. They're paying him an NHL salary, if not an NBA salary. Well, that's what, that's what it costs to get a primetime athletic director. And regardless of what happened, if you look at actually what he did, an athletic director, he is a, one of the best, or seemingly was. I know Georgia's a great program. They're going to make money no matter if... Foghorn Leghorn is running it, or Damon Evans. I mean, they could put, they could put anyone with a, I would almost say, general business background in there, and they would be making money. Georgia football will make that program money, and the SEC will give them money, and they're going to become come out positive. But somehow here at Maryland, we've managed to take the ACC money, to take donations, to do all these things, and still end up in the negative. Not in the Anderson era, but before that, and certainly we weren't making it big in the Anderson era, so maybe giving someone with the main initiative to make this profitable organization will help us out. All right, well, I think that kind of wraps that up. For our main fluff piece today, because it is a slow news week, Maryland, we have all know this, Maryland and the NBA do not go well together. No, just some numbers for you. Currently, the Terps have... One player on an NBA roster, Jake Lehman, and we'll have another Alex Len. Oh, you don't know anymore. A, he's going to get signed. Centers he'll, are not will high get demand. Okay. He will get signed. Okay. For the minimum. I mean, someone will take that chance. Golden State. Team looking just at an average center that they need. And they've had three all-stars. Buck, Gene Shu, and Steve Francis. Yes, Gene Shu in the great 50s era of NBA basketball. Look, an all-star is an all-star. Can't push it. Okay, fine. He's on the banner. I mean, he's a banner player at Maryland. It's also worth noting they do have another player hanging for NBA rafters in Brad Davis, who played 17 years with the Mavericks. Never did much, but he was there for 17 years. He was the first player that retired. 
Well, he was good for Maryland. Yeah, he was, but he wasn't an all-star. That's what we're focusing on here. Maryland's also had a lot of long-tenured players. Yeah, we've had a lot of long-term players, but not enough to say, well, at least we do that well. We've only had seven above more than ten years. But here's the argument. I don't think it matters. I think it does. Look at the teams in the Final Four this year. Okay. Name them. Kansas. I mean, Uh, they're Kansas. They're a long term. They are the tier of success in college basketball. Not NBA success, though. Not huge, but there's still a load of players that went to Kansas and ended up in the NBA. Yes. Loyola Chicago. I'm I'm actually sure they've had somebody in the distant past who was really good. Oh yeah, so well in the distant past, yeah, I guess. I mean they they made another Final Four run back in the day, and they were they were good a long time ago. So Michigan. Not, okay, Michigan's had some great NBA players. Michigan's just had some great athletes. Yeah, but we're focusing. Say focused, Mason. Okay, yeah, they've had great NBA players. Okay, and Villanova, who while they have Kyle Lowry, Alan Ray. Some other guys, random players that end up in the NBA. They are just now, after, what is it, 10 years of success? You want to say? a high-level success? Let's say five. I'm going to say 10. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say eight years of high-level success. Fine. They are just now reaching the point where you're going to see Archie Diagono, Omari Spellman, Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, well, that's Mikhail like, Bridges. You, can't remember, you cannot forget Kyle Lowry. Well, yeah, that's someone back then. That, that. Back then? <laughs> Back then, yeah. He's, he was an all-star this okay, year. Okay, okay. Kyle Lowry is an exception player. But they, I, were not, they were not consistent with success in the NBA. They had Kyle Lowry. That would be like if Kevin Herter becomes an NBA star now, and then in 10 years, well, they'll have like guys like Lehman and Justin Jackson and Diamond Stone, right? That's now. 10 years from now, or 8 years, or however long Lowry's been in the league, Maryland starts pumping out. NBA stars, or futures, futures, I guess is what you call them, future NBA stars. Potential future NBA stars. Okay, yeah, guys with high potential, like it's nothing. Okay. That's what you're saying with Kyle Lowry. Okay, and that, in my opinion, is enough, because right now, here's my thing with Maryland. We have no one who we can point to and say, look what our program did for that guy. But who does Villanova have? Guys in the 80s. yeah. And Kyle Lowry. And Kyle Lowry. And that's... Un- okay, that's enough. Yeah, that's, that's enough. That's better that's- than Maryland, but it's not great. That's... Now, let me, let me give you this one. Maryland has had Gravis Vasquez, right? Yep. Villanova had Scotty Reynolds. Yeah. Both great, amazing college basketball players that did not... I mean, Vasquez did better than Reynolds in the NBA. And Maryland's been... They've been decent in the NBA. Recently. But, but no, they haven't, though. They've been at the level where you can say, okay, Maryland one day can be Villanova, based on NBA. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? Maryland's had players in the league. They have not been all-stars, and I'm actually surprised that Maryland's only had three all-stars. But they will. They, it's not like they can say, okay, we're not relying on NBA to recruit guys. We're not North Carolina. We're not Duke. But I think if you are looking, this is this plot into a larger, larger argument, okay? A lot of people say, especially the older folks, who I'm sure make up a lot of our viewer base, so don't get offended or anything, but I'm saying that a lot of older folks are saying one and duns are inherently bad for college basketball, which they may be, and they don't help you win, so we don't need to focus on getting those guys, and I dispute that claim. I do not. Let's hear it. Villanova, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Brunson, Hart, who are these guys? One and duns. DiVincenzo, one good game, ended up being a one and done. That is the he old... He was a two-and-done. 
Okay, a two and not. He was hurt freshman year. Yeah, but he was he was a freshman though, so he was a sophomore second year. We're getting off track here. I get your point, but Villanova is an exception to the rule in my opinion. They have a great college basketball coach. A they lot like Roy Williams is now. They may a, lot have... either... a lot like Roy Williams is now, and those people win. Roy Williams, name his NBA players. Right now, in oh. the past, since he's restructured his program. Why don't you count that starting? I don't know. That's you. You know. You were interested in that. Okay, since 2010, let's say. Fine. No, not 2010. You just said... Since Marcus Page. Okay. Or since Kendall Marshall. Name his NBA players. Kendall Marshall. Kendall Marshall. Marcus... Barely, barely played. Barely ever touched the Marcus floor. Marcus Page. Bryce Johnson. Is Marcus Page in the league? Yes. Okay, then Marcus Page. Bryce Johnson. Kennedy Fat Meeks. <laughs> I like Kenny Meeks. Um, handsome one. Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson. Just, yeah. And others, I assume. Yeah, I'm sure there's some other guys like Randy. It's a big shooting guard that they had. But that's not, that's besides the point. So they have some guys. I'm not saying that you don't have to be. We don't have to be Kentucky or Duke. Look, they're North Carolina. What do they do when they sit down with the crew? Okay, we're North Carolina. We had Michael Jordan. We had Rasheed Wallace. They had Vince Carter. They had legends on their team. They've had legends. They've had Tyler Hansborough. Now they have Luke May. I mean, they got, they got players. But can Maryland do that? Can Maryland sit down with a recruit that's not at the Carolina level, maybe the tier below that, and say, we're one of the best programs that's looking at you? I mean, don't say that, but that sounds a bit harsh. But we can't say, my issue has always been... Are you saying that I'm sitting down with the kid who all he cares about is the NBA, and I'm, I'm Mark Turgeon, God forbid that I end up like Mark Turgeon. Hey, you make a lot of money. Hey, you know what, I do like Mark, but that's just not where I see my life going. I want to be really loud <laughs> and really straightforward with people. I'm sitting down, I'm Mark Turgeon, I'm Bino, whoever's recruiting this kid... Are you saying that if Kentucky's there or Kansas is there, my argument has to be you will be the guy up there, not the guy that has to be first-team All-American to get up there, talking at the rafters here, not some crazy requirement to get up there. If you play well, you can be on the rafters. You can be Greg's fast gas. No, what they're, well, my, the thing is, if that kid has pro aspirations... Yeah, so uh, back to my original look, scenario. Just listen. Who in their right mind will pick Maryland over Kentucky in that case? No one. The Harrisons didn't. The Harrisons played like they did at Maryland. They don't get to the NBA. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a really, it's a nearly impossible argument to make. But you say, does it matter? And I think it does. That's why I think it does. It does. I'm going I'm to say you're right. You're right. It does matter. It's not the number one thing, unless you're talking to a one and done. And now they're going to get rid of this rule, and you're going to see guys go from high school to the NBA and never play. Well, it's going to, we will talk about that someday soon. The NBA is going to change the one-and-done rule, and what it changes to is going to change Maryland basketball and change basketball forever. I think it's going to change Maryland astronomically. Because now you're saying, let's say they don't do high school. They say you got to go to college for two years. Which is a possibility. Then, then what becomes important? Then what becomes important? Your natural talent, and you know what else? If they can develop you over that year. If they can make you better. If they can change you from 13 to 17 points per game. They can change you from 8 to 12 rebounds. Four, we're talking about like 4, 3 stats per, right? You make like yeah. a 4-point gain and a 2-point gain and a 2-rebound gain, and the NBA is going to be foaming at the mouth for you if you can play well. 
And then are we going to say that all these recruiting guys become less and the actual coaches then will rise again? It's possible. It's not impossible. And coaches still matter. That's something a lot of people don't understand. Zaheer Smith, who I think went 18 or 17, somewhere around there, was not was a three-star recruit going to Texas Tech. Became a lottery, became a lottery potential pick because he played so well. It still matters how you play in college. And look at Kevin Harder. Look at Dante DiVincenzo. That's the part where Maryland can make a comeback on this, in this argument is can you make the players – can you feature players better? Can you make whoa, them – Whoa, 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 whoa. There. Watch that. We did not feature any player. That is our problem. We can't feature a guy. Again, we're talking to a recruit here. Jordan's a recruit. Hi. I'm the coach. My offense will feature you. You go on the internet, read Kevin Herter's scouting report by NBA. Racism. Handcuffed to Mark Turgeon's offense. Jeez, you love that phrase. I don't see how that, that sells. I don't know what Maryland is selling sometimes. I know that Bino's a really good recruiter. He goes out to the games. He makes a real big effort to get the guys that they've gotten and to keep them. But I don't know what they're selling with other than they have well, great fans. Well, look, they, well, look at who they got. Let me, let me finish. I don't want to badmouth my own team. They do have things to sell on. They have great fans. Great atmosphere if they're good. Even when they're bad. If they, if they have a big game when they're bad, it's still a great atmosphere. And they can say now, going back to the original argument here, they can say now, we made Kevin Herter a top first-round draft pick, and he was not going to be drafted. He was tracking out to be drafted before. Yeah, they got they got a guy, and there you go. We we got it started. We can now say that, and maybe and hopefully sticks but is next. Look, look at Diamond though. Yeah, that's the counter to Kevin Herter is Diamond Stone. But that happens. Uh, the, that there does are... happen. But it had to happen here. The only time we got a top ten recruit for some reason. Well, look, Jordan, he really wasn't that great, especially an NBA scout. He had great games. He played well sometimes. But at the end of the day, he was not good enough to say. He wasn't athletic enough, in my mind, to have the season he had not get drafted. Or to n- not make it to the lottery or yeah, the there, first round. There are flaws in this game. He can't shoot still. That stuff matters. And he ha- still has not made the NBA despite being in his third season. So, yeah, Diamond was maybe not our fault. But it's also something another... If who's, Who competes with us for recruits? If Villanova walks in the door and says, Makai Bridges was not... Was a... Not top 100 when he got him. He's a number 10 pick of the draft. Diamond Stone was a top 10 recruit for them. He went up in the second round and still hasn't made an NBA appearance. They can say that. And that's not good for us. Well, yeah, there's nothing illegal about them saying that. But I'd like to go back to what Maryland is selling with. They do have a lot of good points. There are a lot of strengths here. Look at what Maryland's done, even though they're not great in the NBA right now. 21 seasons. NCAA tournament appearances. A Sweet 16. Mark Turgeon has done a good job getting us to here. Now, if we can go further, if we can continue with the success, is unseen. I feel like a lot of people are counting them out that they can't get back to winning 20 games a year. That is true, but let's, let's wrap this up by getting back to the point, Mason. Does NBA success really matter? Yeah, it does, because look at it. Kentucky against Maryland, Kentucky won. They're proof. There's proof. But we're not competing against Kentucky. Let's say... No, no, but we were... We had a shot, Jordan, two times now with these top ten. I mean, look at all these guys. Quickly. Quigley. Cameron Reddish. Cameron Reddish. Moses Brown. Moses Brown's number one guy. Mark Turgeon and the big man. DeAndre Jordan. Alex Glenn. Guys who made it into the NBA. They've been picked in the first round. 
And I feel like Alex Lenz counted really poorly against Turgeon. Alex Lenz went in the top five. What number was he? He was the fifth pick of the draft, yeah. yeah. And past that, that's not Mark Turgeon's job to continue developing Alex Lenz when he's in the hands of the Phoenix Suns. You're right. No, God, God help the Phoenix Suns, but you're right. I mean, he, he went to Texas A&M, got DeAndre Jordan to the NBA. A guy who can't really shoot the basketball. Getting paid $30 million. Yeah, you're, you are right. And here's my question then. Maryland walked into a room with West Virginia. A school that has... Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, pick another school. Fine. It walks into the room with Virginia. Pick another school. They're picking these schools that play defense. That's what they do. They recruit uh, so many guys that oh play my. defense. Fine, fine. They walk into a room with Georgia Tech. Let's, let's say they walk into a room against Texas. Fine, Texas. Who just had Mo Bamba go number five. Who has Kevin Durant on their roster. Can we, be, can we beat them out? Yeah. Look at Texas. Pitch me right now. I'll pitch you right now. Go to a game at Texas. A big game. Let's say it's a big game. It doesn't even have to be when they play like, I don't know, Baylor when Baylor's terrible. And then come to Xfinity Center when Maryland's playing a top team. Big Ten team. And then tell me where you want to be. Tell me what fans you want calling your name. Do you want to be, do you want to go to a school where basketball is a large second? When they're out there selling 100000 for football and they can barely get 10,000 people in their basketball stadium. That, by the way, is the ugliest basketball stadium that I have seen. I'm not kidding. I saw it. I mean, it looks like a cement rock in the street. And then come to our stadium. A nice, prime facility for college athletics. Okay, but I wanna, I'm a four-star recruit. I want to play in the NBA next year. They got Kevin Durant. They, had, they had Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, now I'm going to try not to offend this athlete, is a once-in-a-lifetime player, a body type that was unseen till that point, that played an amazing season for a coach that's not even there anymore. And Mo Bamba is the same story. Guy with a ridiculous wingspan, who even if he had a bad season, and I'll quote you on this, he was injured multiple times that year, was still a top-five pick. Did he have a top-five season? I mean, he got a lot of blocks, but other than that, not really. So now we're going to come to our program, play for our team, a team basketball that has had continued success over the past four years, and you will be the guy here. You will be in the system. We're going to take you over these next years, whether it's a one-and-done, a two-and-done, or whatever the rule is then that they create, and you're going to be successful here with a successful team with great fans and a great environment. Well, Mason, that was, actually wasn't bad. I don't know if we even answered the question, but I think that would do I it I mean, it us. matters. It matters, but it's not. There's legendary programs, and then there's the oven company. There's Villanova, and then there's Duke. Look at those two compared against each other. I want to go to Duke if I'm an athlete. Even if I was good today, and I hate Duke, and I've hated Duke my whole life, I'm going to go there, and I'm going to see what they have to offer. I would go, even though I would end up at Maryland, and I can almost say that certainly, basketball, football. If I was a woman's softball player, I would probably go to Maryland, even though Maryland's not really good at that. They're horrible at that, actually. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't. Maybe that's, that's the exception, probably, is a <laughs> sport that they're absolutely terrible at. But I would go see everything. Even if I knew in my heart that I wanted to go to Maryland, and there wasn't a threat of them giving, like, they wouldn't make space for me. Let's say I'm a three-star, I'm going to commit there as soon as I can. If I'm a five-star and they'll make space for me, I'm going to go everywhere. I will go see everywhere. I'll take my visits anywhere. You only have four visits, though. 
I mean, I can go to my unofficials just to see, see what they have, you know, hang out with some of the guys, you know, be around. But past the fact for all these college athletes is you're always going to be competing against someone. Traylon Smith, he went out. Maryland was probably his place, and you know that. Yeah. But he still went out to Florida and said, eh, maybe I'll consider it. So it really comes down to, I think, what they like and the program. But Maryland's never going to meet Duke. Duke's already been around for, I don't know, the Krzyzewski era. North Carolina's been around past Roy Williams. And Dean Duke. Smith, I mean, even before that, they were pretty good. But you can almost build something. I think that's the bottom line. If that starts with Kevin Herter, and he becomes Maryland's Kyle Lowry, and then eight years, ten years later, they start pumping out NBA recruits, apparently you can really make it. So does it matter? You have to have it at some time if you want to be a really good program. Jordan, any last words on that? I think the bottom line here is Mason loves Maryland and will defend them no matter what, even though the odds are insurmountable in some cases. And I think that does it, Mason. As always, we would like to thank our sponsors, Viner Four Gates in Rockville. They power TerpTalk.com, In the Crease Lacrosse, and the Talk Redskins website, and can do the same for your business. Business Today runs on the internet. If you have a business that needs to look better and leverage e-commerce, talk to Viner Forgates Consulting. We are proud to have them as part of our Turp Talk and Red Turtle Productions family. Call Viner Forgates at 301-251-2900, and we would like to thank them. And this podcast is presented to you by Water Crafters. Visit them in the Gaithersburg Air Park. They have everything for your swimming pool, including chemicals, parts, and fun accessories. And again, you can visit their retail showroom in the Gaithersburg Air Park. Jordan, it's been a long podcast today. Yes, it has, but I think we got some good ranting in. Yeah, as always, these topics turn into rants. Yeah, it seems like it. Maybe we should work on that. And as always, we would like to thank our sponsors and you guys for sticking with us through the dog days of summer. And as always, thanks for listening.